We took a weekend off from touring And so we made our way back home We heard our house party was brewing It's Friday, so let's get drunk, yeah, yeah. We got a call from our So, Nick, my grandpa does this thing every once in a while Where he calls me and proceeds to ask Did I call you? Did he though? Yes. I had to tell him, yes, grandpa, you did call me. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I was talking with your grandma. I must have hit a a wrong button somewhere. But uh, this is starting to happen more and more. And my grandpa is actually pretty sharp. But it's just every single time it's funny. It's like, no, grandpa, you called me. He goes, oh, I didn't mean to. And I was like, okay, good talking to you. (laughs) You know what you should be happy about is that your uh, grandpa doesn't come downstairs and start flossing your teeth for you. Yeah. No, that would be that would be weird. Um, I don't I don't know that I would like that. I don't know which would, is more weird, my grandpa doing it or my my roommate's girlfriend. But regardless, welcome everybody to the Last Call podcast. I am Aaron Thompson, and alongside me, as always, I have my co-host Nick Warner. Welcome back, friends. Another fun-filled episode. We got a lot for you. We got something special for you, though. And what is that, uh, Nick? We we have a special guest this week. And who is that guest? Uh, he paid us $20, so we felt obligated to bring him on. This is our friend that we met from Xbox, James. Say hi, James. Hi, James. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Okay. Out uh, with the dad jokes in. right away. How you feeling today, James? You excited? Good. Tired. Excited to be here. Uh, a little nervous, you know. See, yeah, everybody's always, they always say they're nervous, so they come up. It's just, it's just a couple guys drinking beers. Hanging out. Well, we, I feel like we do this all the time, but we're on Xbox instead. And like, usually I'm already drunk when you guys join in the party. So, well, now just, you're going to be getting drunk with us, and then we'll just transition probably into Xbox later. Who knows? I mean, my Friday's got nothing going on. So, but anyways, if you haven't joined us, James, thank you for joining us today. Uh, this is the Last Call Podcast with Aaron and Nick, and. We try to do this podcast every week while attempting to drink six beers in 60 minutes, but there is a catch. Each beer we drink does have to be at or above 5% alcohol by volume. <laughs> so, James, if you have listened to... Oh, he James is checking out his beer. He's not I'm sure. James right now. As you said that 5%, he starts looking down. He's like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, uh, I'm over here okay. like, man, I hope Sapporo's above 5% right now. Oh, so, son of a bitch. No, it's okay. It's okay, okay, James. You're we'll a newbie. We'll we'll let this one slide. But I do like Sapporo. I only I got a, <laughs> I got a four point nine. Oh, mm. that, we'll, I, that's... we'll give we'll give the Friday rounding rules and we'll go up to five. I like it. Yep, James. We'll give you that rounding rounding error there. Uh, I do like Sapporo though. I I only drink Sapporo when I go out to like a, an Asian place, like a, an Asian cuisine, whether it be ramen whether it be um i'm a big fan of hibachi if you guys have ever been to the hibachi grills right so i'll get sapporo there but other than that not a typical beer i get so way to way to change up the pace i like it nick what are do i need to ask i should we just at this point do i just record a sound clip every week and then we could just like insert it in i really want you to just have a, a clip that just goes budweiser and that's it uh you know what after this, I will take that exact sound clip of you saying that, and that will be my new sound oh, clip. Oh, shit. I we'll forgot you can do that, that can't you? Yeah, well, I'd be interested. I have the technology. Go ahead. You know, 
I would no, I'd just be interested in how many different ways you could say Budweiser, Bud Heavy, like uh, Bud, Bud Diesel. Diesel. Oh, yeah. We there's a lot of names out there. So you know what? Maybe I'll just list them all. You know what would be even better though? If I had the sponsorship in at the beginning of every episode, I could just play the same clip over and over. It'd be perfect. Hey, what a crazy idea! Right after intro music, ten second like sponsorship from Budweiser. This episode or brought to you by Budweiser. But they're not an official sponsor, but boys, you know who is. Chillbilly Coolers. Oh, so, are we doing it again? We got them again for another episode? We got them again. We, we got them indefinitely. You know why? Because I it's a shameless plug. For those of you who don't get the joke, um, I actually do own the company Chillbilly Coolers. <laughs> uh, it's my brother and I's company. And so I had a real shameless plug last episode. And I thought, I don't know, Warner, did you listen to my ad read? I thought I sounded pretty good. Yes, no, it was it was good. It was uh uh no, I I thought it was a very good ad read. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad that I I did the ad read well. But yes, it, it is a shameless plug for a company that my brother and I own. Uh, if you are interested, go check us out. Um, so trying to get this thing off the ground with the 12 followers that we have on Spotify. <laughs> I will say though, I I told you my one stipulation is I, I you could do whatever ad you wanted, but at some point I'm gonna do an ad of my own. Because, you know, the, the whole 50% thing, you know, so okay. I'm just waiting to figure out what I want to advertise. Okay. Well, if it makes you profitable, I mean, go for it. We're all about making money around here. James paid us and look where I got him. He's on the show, right? It, gonna be, I'm going to, uh, essentially, this is going to become a recurring investment for me. It's going to be like my Spotify subscription where like, I just send you guys 20 bucks a month so I can hop on once a month as a random like appearance. Like, okay, this episode's sponsored by. <laughs> I like it. No, I like that a lot. Except it, it, if we were to ever get too many people doing that, Warner, we might have to do a show every single day. That would be rough. My, yep. my liver is not going to be working here. That's just but, called but, alcoholism. But, but at least, at least we'll have enough money to pay for my surgery. That Hopefully. Hopefully that would be the case. Actually, I, I think I vastly uh, underestimated how much it costs to have a liver transplant. I, I don't know. Well, you can look that up while we, we learn a little bit about James. So, James, um, I, I asked you before the show. I guess you didn't listen to last week's episode yet. Uh, but My we, did all, <laughs> we did all meet through Xbox. Um, we have a couple mutual friends we met through it. And so video games, uh, Nick and I talked about kind of brought us all together, but for those of you, uh, in the audience who don't know, James, James, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do for a living? Uh, I don't know what, what, what would the people want to know about James? Ooh, I'm not very exciting. So, uh, my name's James. I'm in the Navy. I like long walks on the beach. That joke was already taken. Damn it. Um, <laughs> no, so I, uh, I'm in the Navy, uh, been in for a while now. Uh, that's actually how I got to meet you guys through our mutual friend, Hugh, who just happens to be friends with another guy who's in the Navy and just connected like that. Uh, my wife, Hannah, I'm sure one day she might sneak on to here or be heard in the background screaming at Warzone downstairs. Uh, huge nerd, uh, play video games all the time when I'm off work. Cause it's a good de-stressor, um, Fun fact about me, I once ran Thompson off the game of Smite because I was too mean to him one day. Oh, yeah. No, we got we got into a little bit of a tiff because I remember you had you were trying to teach me how to play, and uh, I was starting to get a good feel from it, but then I did one thing wrong, and I, I just felt attacked. You, you, were, you were really upset at me. I, I messed up, 
But I was like, James, I don't know how good you think I've gotten in the past 20 minutes, <laughs> but I'm not a professional yet. So. Oh, yeah. It, it's one of those things where it was like drunk me trying to teach you how to play a game. And like <laughs> my patience just wasn't there. And I'm like, no, God, please. <laughs> hey, I, I was well, so I was telling Nick uh, last week, um, I just I'm overly competitive as well. Right. And, and I really try not to yell too much at my teammates, even when I have to carry three grown men on my back sometimes. And I really try to back off, but man, sometimes I go on mute and I throw my headset and I just throw my controller like on my bed and I just like walk out of the room for a minute just to cool off. So I've been there and I no hard feelings. We we're, we're past that. We've hugged, we've kissed, we've made up. So we're all good there. But I do want to ask you because you did pay us the, the money to talk about video games. One of the questions I asked Nick was, what is your favorite video game of all time? You could be the best at it, or maybe it's just the one you found the most fun. But do you have a favorite video game of all time? Oh, man, I'm going to hit you with two. Uh, one is, like, Ooh, the Mega Man weird. series because I grew up with it. And, like, that was just, like, I, I just remember being, like, that's my earliest video game memory is playing, like, Mega Man X on, like, the Super Nintendo. And I got older and I bought all the games and I play them all the time. They're like my when every when I'm getting mad on like games like Smite, I hop onto something like Mega Man. I just de-stress and play something I'm comfortable with. Ooh, first beer's coming back. Yep. Um. So, uh, second one's gonna be like Fallout Three. Um, Ooh, that's. I played it in high school and like I wasn't huge into video games. Like I played them occasionally, but then I played Fallout Three when I was in high school and I'm like, oh my god, what is this? And that's what really like hooked me. Like all my, like that was like the first time I ever got the console that everyone else had because I was always like a generation behind. Like all my friends were playing Halo and I did not have Halo. And I, like so when I my dad got me an Xbox 360 for Christmas one year and with it came Fallout 3, and I just went to town. So that was so my that was it. The the funny thing about Fallout 3, um, for me. Uh, you know, we have a lot of people that stream video games now on Discord. Like, that's a very, very popular thing, and it's it's exploded in the past, you know, five to ten years or whatever. Um, but I remember specifically watching my friends play, like, Fallout 3, and I remember that being a game where I was like, I honestly enjoyed watching it almost as much as I, like, enjoyed playing it. But it was weird. It was just, like, cool to watch how other people played. Because you can play that game one way or another way like you could play it completely different you do whatever the hell you want so it's a really cool game in that aspect which i i guess that's what an rpg role play game isn't that like the category that would be that would fall under oh yeah and like that that's really what hooked me was like you because it, it was so replayable like a lot of games you know you have your one linear thing and like that's yep. it and like the fact that you could go back and like all right i was a good guy last game trying to be the bad guy this game I say yep. that knowing that every time I try to be the bad guy in a game, I feel, like, guilty. Like, my moral compass is like, I can't do this. It's like, funny. I, I, <laughs> I'd be interested to see the statistic on, like, how many people play, like, one way versus this way versus this is the other way, you know. But there's 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 literally millions of combinations that you could play with, like, Fallout. Oh, yeah. And I any role-play game for that, eh, for that matter. I never, <clears throat> never played Fallout. Like the the last Fallout game that I almost got was Fallout seventy six, which I heard was just terrible. And, and yeah, I'm really glad you didn't miss much. Well, I so when it first came out, everybody bought it, and I saw everybody playing it. I was like, "Hey guys, should I get this game?" And you guys know me well enough. Like those type of RPGs just aren't my thing. I don't I don't invest time. I like the running gun shoot 
you know, just give me a path and I'll just take out all the enemies, not a choose your own like storybook ending type of RPG game, right? Just that's not my thing. So I didn't buy it. And then like a week later, nobody was playing it. Yep. Okay. You also did that for a a long time though. It was like everybody was playing a new game. There was people playing Fortnite and then people playing like this other game. And every single time for like six months, you'd be like, should I buy that? Should I buy this game? Should I buy this game? I don't want to waste my money. Hell, like, so some of my friends uh, convinced me to buy NHL 21. So I did. And we played for a week. And then I, I spent 50 bucks on it and nobody plays it anymore. Guess what? Dude, like a telling. month later, it came out on Game Pass. Could have had it for free. So I spent Ooh. 50 bucks. It's now on Game Pass. And it just, that's why I always check. It's like, is this game good enough where people are going to play it for a while? Or am I going to be severely let down and disappointed again? Yeah, Thompson. but you ask me for an entire week in a row, and I'm just like, I don't know. It's up to you. And, you and I'm glad decision. I did. I'm glad Look, I did yeah. because you stopped playing it. Well, yeah. Duh? Huh? There's a method that, to the that madness. Was, that was that was one case. That oh, was one case. Oh, I'm sure there's other cases too. There's multiple Man, it, cases where you still bought it. I was the guy where I was like, I was the smuck, the schmuck that played paid the full sixty bucks for Fortnite before it was free to play. That was me. I played like the story mode. I'm like, what is this? Oh. And then it became this huge battle royale thing. So here I was paying sixty bucks for a game that's nothing like what everyone got into and loved. I'm going to be really honest. I didn't know that there was a point where it was a paid thing. I knew that yeah. the, I knew the campaign was like, there was an actual like story or campaign yeah. or whatever, but I didn't know, like, is that, that's what you pay for, right? You didn't actually pay for the battle Royale. The battle Royale wasn't a thing to start with. The battle Royale ended up getting like made because they were sinking. Like they were just hemorrhaging money. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I played the story mode for a little bit and, I think it was like 10 bucks at one point. I was like, oh, I'll try it. And I just wasn't good. I didn't didn't understand it. Wasn't sure what the point of it was. So, yeah, the Battle Royale was good. But, you know, we we quickly after when I knew Fortnite had died, I, I went in and I played and I was being I was able to like climb in a cannon, shoot out of the cannon. I watched a man on an ATV getting chased by a man on a hoverboard, getting chased by a guy floating on balloons, shooting rockets at both of them. And I'm like, all right, this game is no longer the the game that it started out as. Yeah. Oh, and then do you you think that the like games try to add too much in and they kind of like lose touch with like what people really want? Oh yeah. I I'm hundred percent believe that. I, I think that's what call of duty's problem is. They keep trying to like, they got real out there. You guys remember like the space ones and the like jumpsuits, the exosuits oh. and stuff. They really tried to go somewhere that they hadn't been before, and it was terrible. But I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like there's still pressure, though. Um, it's kind of like people give uh, Apple shit. It's like, okay, you produce the same phone that doesn't do much different yeah i still buy one every year and that's so. the thing and like they're, they're gonna keep doing it because they're gonna keep making money right like right i think like every week like right now call of duty warzone puts out a new set of skins and people are eating it up and like they're those microtransactions make money and that's like 
I played Destiny 2 for a while. That's one of the biggest reasons I got out is because, like, I kind of like the grind of it and playing with my friends. But then every, like, kind of got microtransaction and it's like, oh, want to keep playing the story? Time to pay, buy some more DLC. And it was like, all right, look, I can't keep shilling money out for this. Dude, that's something that I had forgotten <laughs> about. Do you remember when, like, online multiplayer started becoming a big thing, especially Call of Duty, and they would put out the DLC that you actually had to pay for? And now it just, you get it. You get the new maps, you get the new stuff when it comes out because they figured out the microtransaction piece to recoup the money that they had. But I remember, hey, guys, you're going to buy the new DLC? It's like 15 bucks or whatever it was to buy the the new zombie map. It was like you got three multiplayer maps and a new zombie map or whatever it was. So I, I remember that, but those days are, I think, gone. I don't know that kids realize that any, like, that you actually had to pay for that at one point. Well, I mean, it's 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 always constantly evolving, right? Once people figure out what you're trying to do with that, you know, they've got to find a new way to try to make money and switch it around. So you're not figuring out that, you know, it's the, the consumer figures out what your money plan is or how you're trying to make money off of them. Once they figure it out, oh, shit, okay, they picked up on it. We got to do something else. So that's when they started doing the microtransactions. So eventually there's going to be something new after that microtransactions thing. Yeah. And I think like they, they've kind of figured out like these it's, it's way easier to like put out new content for free and then charge someone like a smaller amount of money. Like you can get more people to pay $5 for a new skin set than you can to yeah. pay $20 for like a new map. So, and like, I'm not going to lie to you, like Smite got me. You guys know how much money I put into Smite. Like, I'm embarrassed to say that, like, I am probably at this point in my life. I've been playing Smite since 2015. I'm probably about three grand into that game with me and Hannah combined. Like, just that's, on skins. Bro, which is that's insane. a lot. That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, but, but at the same time, my longevity is, like, I've played this game for six years, going on seven years now. Right, right. It's one of so those like, things. We, we always it, go back to it. If you, yeah, if it's, you it's like one it. of those those games that you always come back to. Like, we, we, no matter what, we all kind of have our games that we enjoy playing, but we always come back to that. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where if you enjoy it, great. Um, I don't, in, like, I play a lot of Warzone, but I refuse to give Infinity Ward or Raven, what is it, Ravensoft or whatever, I refuse to give them any of my money until they make a better game. Like, I, I'm just, that's my boycott. I'm going to play as much of this shit for free until you decide to use the billions of dollars you're making off of everybody and fix the stuff that's heavily broken. See, but then at, at the same time, it could be worse. You could spend money on a lot worse things like drugs and, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> like Math. copious amounts of alcohol. Like, yeah. Okay, well, who, who would do that? <laughs> yeah, who would ever do that? thing. Six, six, a six pack a week is not bad. No, that's just Friday night. All right, hold on. There we go. Yeah, what are you doing on Thursday, Nick? What are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing? You know. Yeah, yeah. I got to speak of this after we're done with this podcast. I actually got to run up to the store because I'm out of beer. Yeah, I, I, I have enough to get through this episode, and then I'm done. I'm out, so I got to restock. Oh well. You have fun running to the store. But, James, I want to get into uh, something else that I think is kind of interesting. So you mentioned you're in the Navy, right? Yep. And I'm assuming that being in the Navy, and, and I kind of, I already know the answer, but for our audience, that you've moved around, you've traveled, you've been on ships, you've gone to different places around the world. And so Nick and I were wondering, 
do you have any places that you like the best that you've been to um places where have you spent the most time right let's start there where have you spent the most time as it is it on in the u.s at wherever you're stationed or is it being on a boat somewhere else oh man all right so i definitely spent the most time in uh probably georgia uh, I was at uh, Fort Gordon, Georgia for a while, and then I was also in uh, – next with that would probably be Pensacola, Florida. I want to tell you, like, San Diego, probably my favorite because, like, man, that weather was so great. And, like, Hannah wasn't as big of a fan of it as I was, uh, but I loved the weather. It was always sunny and 70, and I enjoyed – like, we actually got to go out and do things. Now, granted, when I was in San Diego, I was – you know, you guys know, I was deployed for, like, a – a long time like nine months while i was there that was all around like covid time and that's what extended it kind of oh well like so many things came in like covid happened while we were underway and like meanwhile i'm on the ship for like 204 days straight you know without a port call because everyone's scared we're gonna get covid and die and i'm reading all this stuff on the ship like as the news comes in from like bbc cnn fox and like I'm looking at this, and as far as I'm concerned, America might as well be burning back home while I'm out in the ocean. So I'm, you know, Hannah sent me emails. She she told me one day there was like a riot outside of the hospital she worked at. So I'm sitting here like, as soon as we go to pull into San Diego, it's just going to be on fire. That was my mindset. Like, I'm going to show up, and the culture shock from when I got back from deployment, from the last one I did because of COVID. I went to go get groceries like two days after getting back from deployment and I was just so freaking nervous because like, I didn't know like, am I too close to this guy? Should I be further back? Like, do I go, do I follow the arrows on the aisles? And no one's doing this anymore. Cause at this point it's been like, you know, seven months of people dealing with COVID and the lockdown. So I come back and like, it's just a whole new world to me because like we know kidding and like, made masks out of bed sheets to support the mission oh we were God. doing. Like, yeah, no, they took bed sheets and made masks. And, like, we had to wear, like, these little bed sheet masks around the ship because of the mission we were doing. It was nuts. And, you know, two of the ships that were out with us got COVID. And one of them was really highly publicized. Uh, the Theodore Roosevelt got pulled into Guam. And then another one, not, not so much, uh, won't name them because they didn't get so much advertisement, but, like, yeah, and we were blessed we didn't get it, but man, that was that was nuts. And we were just like, can't be them, because like, you know, another destroyer got sent home, and we were like, man, they they are hurting right now. So I can't even imagine, like, just, it's like you're coming back to a, a whole new country or a foreign country. It's just like, every single time, it's it's weird. So it's coming back. Super weird. So. The only thing that I can like equate that to or is what I've heard story wise. Like, so you're on the ship, you, you obviously have technology, right? So maybe this isn't the greatest analogy uh, where you know what's going on, but you really don't know truly what's going on back at home. Just like what you're hearing through the news. Um, there was an interview I was listening to a while back about uh, from a guy who went to prison in like 1990. And when he got out, it was 2015 so like the internet exploded iphones were a thing facebook and to in like he didn't have access i guess maybe he was in solitaire or whatever like he was a, a pretty bad criminal and when he came out he had no idea what any of this stuff was 
Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, what's the just, internet? What's an iPhone? What's Facebook? What's, you know, all of this stuff. So I don't know if it's ex- as extreme as that when you got back to the U.S., but it's like you truly didn't know. Like, did you know what was going on and you, like, heard stuff or you just weren't exactly sure? Well, like, so for me, so it wasn't as bad as that for sure because, like, there's definitely a, a huge difference between the months with me being able to have access to, like, you know, the Internet and the news and, like, emails from Hannah. Like, it definitely kept me in the know. But I will 100% admit there's always, like, anytime I go out for any period of time or, like, I'm just not available or I'm, I'm on mission, when I come back and I find out, like, the first time I deployed, I came back and, like, I don't know why I expected everything to be the same after those, like, I was gone for, like, four months. And I come back and... I'm like, hey, so are we still doing this? And Hannah, Hannah looks at me and she's like, no, that's changed. These are the memes you want to care about now. Like, we don't play these <laughs> games anymore. Like, also, listen to this music to get caught up. Like, I'm like, okay, wow, it's only been four months. So after this thing, I am, like, shell-shocked. It hasn't even been a year since I've been back. And, like, there's still things that I'm like... And it may just be the way we took them while we were at sea that have, like, shaped my mindset. But, like, I watch the way some people are handling you know, COVID and maybe it was because like some of my sailors had like people like, like family members who died while we we're on deployment. And like, that was bad. And I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. We had sailors whose family members died on deployment and they're like, they can't go home because you, if you go home, you might get COVID and bring it back to the ship. And we yeah. weren't, and then we weren't pulling in any ports to send anybody home anyway. So yeah. what do you do? We like, I like, we would have broke the at sea record. If every other ship in the Navy also wasn't stuck, not pulling into ports. So, so here's a question. How, when you go out to sea like that, typically you go to a port and I would assume you would do, not only do you get to go off ship and do whatever right at port, but I'm assuming the ship actually restocks on supplies. Is that a thing? So, so how much food and supplies does your ship carry? Like, were you running low on supplies or do you carry like a full year's worth of supplies for the entire crew. No, so you don't carry a full year. You get this, like it's a, this could become a very military logistics centric episode. Um, we care, we'll, like we'll we get do, off like, of that under, in a second, but we do ahead. like underway replenishments. Right. And like, uh, basically there are these special ships that come up and like, they give us fuel and food. Uh, and like, it is one, we did one at night in the freaking rain and it was storming and it's one of the most dangerous evolutions you can do because like you have these two ships that line up side by side they send lines across each other and two like some of these lines are for fuel and like one line is for like pallets so like it's the middle of the effing night we got lights on so we can see it is storming waves are like literally crashing over the bow of the ship and we're trying to send pallets of food from like this big ship that carries our supplies over to our destroyer and it's pretty big but when you're in the middle of the pacific ocean and waves are hitting you like you're just a freaking it's tin can still man move the boat oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like one of the lines i remember popped off and luckily it wasn't that big of a deal because like we hadn't sent the fuel line over yet and we had to recover it but like it was super dangerous like i, I think underway replenishment is one of the most dangerous things you can do at sea but it was you know that's how we get supplies but no things definitely got shady once we uh because we had planned a port visit and then because of COVID, it got canceled. It was like, okay, our supply officer kind of looks at us, and she's like, hey, we were supposed to get our food there. The ship to give us food won't be here for, like, two weeks and three days. We have enough food for, like, a week. 
Oh no! And so we're like, you... oh god! So luckily, start, another start another shift. No, but no kidding. Like, there was one meal we had that was like, okay, here's five different kinds of beans because that's what we have. <laughs> um, so it was like, <laughs> but luckily, another ship that was out with us, they had some food, so we were able to like send the Hilo over and like bring some food from their ship to ours because they had like a month's worth. So we took a week from them until the other ship got there. But like, no, that stuff happens. So like. And, you know, unchanged plans really mess with you, but it's, I would definitely say the U.S. Navy has it way better, because, like, when we talk about, like, rationing, like, we, none of us were ever hungry, we never skipped a meal, like, everything was solid, like, our idea was, like, it got crappy because we had five different kinds of beans, but, like, there was food, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, and I would, you're not gonna, you're not gonna starve. Exactly, and, like, it's not we, ideal. let's also be honest and say that, like, there's also this thing called the ship store that has, like, instant ramen and stuff that everyone can go buy with their own money and like it's for like morale so like they have like monsters and red bulls and instant ramen and like little bowls of chili so i'm not going to bs you and tell you i didn't already like buy up all the peace tea that's on the ship sponsor (laughs) 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 and then like keep it in my room so like when the bad time because like we always said the dark times may come (laughs) so when the dark times hit we had something to eat and drink so like I had, like, Pete's tea and, like, little tuna packets, so, like, I saw those beans, and I'm like, nah, man, I'm gonna eat this tuna sandwich today. <laughs> I think I think if Pete's tea, beans, and, and ramen are the bad times, the dark times, I think we'll we'll survive. The oh, worst. yeah, and, like, we're Hopefully. making it. We're doing okay. Meanwhile, Hopefully I remember, like, my, my, my first deployment, I'm out in Fifth Fleet, and, like, you know, we're hearing about this Iranian ship that's out there. Like, there's, there's a father from port they've been for years and like you just know they're starving right now and you're just like i feel so bad for them as i eat my steak and lobster at sea (laughs) (laughs) all right i got one more question about the uh being on a ship and then and then we have a a couple more topics we want to hit with you how long does it take you to get your sea legs so it actually i'm going to say it varies from person to person so because i grew up in the deep south like on the uh the river fishing with my dad a lot um, for me, I always kind of get seized. No kidding. The first day we leave port, no matter how long we've been at sea or like, I always have to take like a Dramamine because I always kind of get a little seasick. But usually for me, usually after the first day, I'm good. The seas can get as rough as it needs and I'm solid. Uh, there have been like, there are people who never get them. And like, what I mean by that is our poor supply officer, she'd been on ships her entire career and she'd been in for like 13 years and she'd gone from ship to ship because she liked that kind of stuff. And man, every time the seas got remotely rough, she was down. Like, you knew she was in her rack. You're not seeing her all day. Like, mm. hope you don't need anything because she's, da- like, she's out of the game. Man. So I'd say it definitely varies. See, that's, that's kind of interesting because um, I can't remember what they call it, but, like, inside of your ears is, like, the, the thing equilibrium. that kind of... That gives you equilibrium. Yeah, your balance or whatever it's the fluid or whatever but i think it's like gymnast uh gymnasts uh because they spend so much time like flipping and turning and spinning and whatnot that basically goes away and they don't have that obviously it's still there but something happens to it but they basically just don't get dizzy or don't get nauseous from spinning so i'm surprised it's not something similar to that or that something similar to well, that does not happen. I guess well, is what I'm trying to say. I guess not for that that officer, but man. All right. Well, so I I went on a fishing trip 
uh, one summer off the coast of South Carolina and I grew up on the lake, right? But the lake's not the ocean. And, and I didn't realize that until I got real not feeling good out on the water. And so I just, I had to lay there with a towel over my head. I, I wasn't bad when I was laying down, but if I stood up, man, just something about going forward and back and side to side, just constantly in a, in a pretty big motion really, really got to me. So, all right. So you mentioned San Diego. We, Nick and I went out there to visit one of our other friends. And while we were there, we actually got to see Hannah. And so we hung out with Hannah. We went to the zoo. That was our, we, that was our first time meeting Hannah. In I person. Guess in person. In person. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first time. And we've, we've met you guys in person since then. But we, or at least me, I absolutely loved San Diego. I thought it was, so I've been to the three big cities in California. I've been to San Francisco, LA, and then San Diego. Of the three, San Diego, by far my absolute favorite. It was beautiful. Uh, immediate, like when we landed at the airport, I was impressed with San Diego. So I had a great time in San Diego. But uh, one of the things that, you know, Nick and I, and I guess you were at sea most of the time. But from your experience in California, what did you think about living in California? So I didn't mind it. Now, I'll definitely say this is that, that San Diego is it's different because there is a good mix of people. Like you're really cl- – oh, man. First off, cannot speak highly enough of the like Mexican and J- uh, Japanese food there because like – you get a ton of great Mexican food there and because you're so close to the border. And then a lot of people coming from East Asia come straight in to San Diego because it's the place to be. Or they go to L.A. And you get some really good like Japanese-style food. So I just want to mention that. Fantastic stuff. But See, on, and on top of that, dude, you're, you're – like you mentioned before, the weather is just like mild and perfect all so, year round. You so don't I'm, have a a perfect like, oh, you you got like three or four weeks out of the year where it's like perfect ideal weather, and then it's either too hot or too cold. I feel like San Diego is pretty mild all year. No, I and a hundred percent like it is, even when it's winter, like the the desert nights as they call it. Like sometimes it can get cold during the winter, but it's nowhere as bad as where I am now in Maryland, where it gets really cold. But, uh, man, San Diego, beautiful weather. Again, the people, such a good mix of people. It's not like, it, like you have a, a big group of immigrants that are there, and you have a big group of you know, military members that are there, and you have a big group of just the people who've lived there their entire lives. And the mix works out really well because the city is not dominated by, like, one culture or the other. It's, like, a good mix. And, like... This is going to, I'm going to sound very Ron Burgundy right now, but like, man, San Diego is like the melting pot, you know, for the West Coast. It's like, I, I went to Portland, Oregon, and I was not impressed. Sorry, Portland. Um, oh, fuck <laughs> Portland. Don't say sorry to Portland. Fuck Portland. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I went, I've been to Long, uh, Long Beach, and I've been to LA, and I really got to say, like, San Diego, because of what it is, it's just, it's got the best mix, and like this is gonna sound very crappy of me, I guess, but like after going to Portland and LA, like I think even like the homeless people that are in San Diego prefer San Diego over anywhere else 
because it is like it's always kind of nice there. Yeah, I was, and how, like, how can you complain when the weather's? But meanwhile, perfect. you go to Portland <laughs> and it's raining, and like the the homeless people there are always pissed off, and like I don't know, like you always felt I don't want to say you always felt inclined to help the homeless people in San Diego because they're like generally in a good mood, like, and that, that, I don't know why that matters, but it does. Uh, traffic's tra- crappy, but man, it's so nice because it's it's a big city with a good mix of people, but like you can still live just outside of the city. See those beautiful mountain ranges. Literally, Big Bear is like an hour, like not even an hour drive away. You can go to the Alpine just outside of San Diego. It's beautiful. I would go there in a heartbeat. I, you know, Hannah wanted to come back to the East Coast because our families are here. But man, I would have stayed there as long as I could. Not bad for a city named after a whale's vagina, right? <laughs> yeah, the Germans named after whale's vagina, San Diego. Whale's vagina. If I was gonna, <laughs> if I was gonna live anywhere in California. It would be San Diego. Yeah, and like, like yeah. and and granted, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, you know, California does have some. I'm, I don't want to say silly laws, but some of them are pretty silly. But at the same time, you know, like I think the the only law that San Diego passed why because I owned a house there for a while. The only thing that they passed that uh, bothered us at all was like the the reusable bag law where like if you didn't bring your own bag, you had to pay ten cents for a bag from the grocery store. Yeah, welcome to Aldi. Yeah, and if you ever but, shop but, at Aldi, that's that's their thing. They don't give you any bags, and then if you want them, you have to buy them for ten cents. Yeah, so like, they also don't give you a cart. <laughs> well, you definitely got carts, but like, like, oh no, worst. I had to get on Amazon and purchase some reusable bags. You know, God forbid. So I use those, and like, we still use those a lot now. So you know, at the end of the day, for us, ten cents for a bag wasn't ending the world, and like, all those bags could be reused anyway. So we're like, okay, neat. That was like, and the gas prices, holy crap! I will say that the gas oh tax, God. like up in Michigan, insane. Up in Michigan right now, gas is uh, two ninety nine. It's a, almost three dollars a gallon, and yeah, I know California's <laughs> got to be even worse, right? Gas I mean, in San Diego right now is like four fifty. Uh, I still have a bunch God. of buddies out there. Yeah, it's pretty rough, bud. And That's then what- uh. I, you know, I said like there was only a few laws from California that affected you, but now I'm thinking about the rent prices for everybody too. Essentially, if you're not like, you could take like the income that like I would say middle to lower cl- like lower middle class and lower class in San Diego makes, and take them anywhere else in the United States, and they'd just be regular middle class or upper middle class Americans. Dude, San Diego rent is expensive. My mortgage was something like thirty two hundred dollars for a fifteen hundred square foot home. It was crazy. Whoa. So All like right, San Diego, you're off the list. <laughs> but like it's <laughs> not going to San so, Diego. So I will say that. And I, I remember <laughs> I, I felt kinda bad because I had bought this house and then I remember people were like, you know, control rent prices and I'm like, please don't let this housing bu- bubble burst before I can sell this house. Please. <laughs> because Man. like it's crazy expensive out there. Well, it, for, it's for right homes. now. Right now, in particular, it's crazy everywhere. Because I know Fair. one of my bro- buddies, his cousin, who lives in Indianapolis, uh, tried to buy a house, and he offered fifty thousand dollars over asking price, and still lost the bid on the house. So the the housing market in general, but in California, obviously, no everybody knows like San Francisco, right? Is like their housing market's just stupid. It's crazy expensive. But I guess it, I would have never guessed that San Diego had that problem. I would have said, like, L.A. and San Francisco. But I, I guess I'm yeah. not surprised either that you say that. 
yeah, well, and it's, like it's funny. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, you go. Go ahead. Oh, you're, I was you're just, the uh, guest. I I, <laughs> I I I insist. I feel bad. I feel like I've been hogging a lot of time. No, no so that's like that's what you're here for. No kidding though. Like when we sold our home in San Diego. First off, buying a home there when we were doing it, I was like, man, these prices are crazy. I could buy a small mansion on the East Coast with this kind of money. Like when I talked to our friend, you know, our mutual friend Brandon about what he's paying for his house in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap! If I took the money I paid for my house in San Diego and took it to Indianapolis, I would be living large, man. Yep. And and that's we why a lot our... of that's why a lot of people are moving to Texas and Florida. Yeah, is it, you're getting because you can buy so much more in yeah. in states like that or even Indiana, right? Places that aren't, you know, destination type places to live, right? Like nobody from California is going, I want to go live in Indiana, right? But it's... But it's, it's funny to think it's like you still have... It, you say when you move to California, oh, it's got all these great things that you could do there. Like you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. But it's like, how many times do you actually take advantage? There are people that go out and hike. There are people that go out and surf. There are people that go out and snowboard and like really take advantage of all of what California might have to offer. But it's like, how many people live out there that don't actually do that, that could live in a city like Indianapolis and just get the same experience of going out to dinner, going to a park or doing this. Like and spread your money a, a lot it, longer. And yes, and, and, and live a lot more comfortably than they are over there. And I definitely think that's why, I like, I will definitely say the East Coast has the one-up on that, because I can do a lot of stuff on the East Coast similar to how it is on the West Coast. I can go to the beach still. Like, I could go to South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia, you know, or even Florida, you know, spend some, you know, spend half the money, go to the beach, go to the casino, you know, go to the zoo. Now, yeah, you know, San Diego Zoo is pretty baller. I won't. Throw yeah, that, that that's hard to follow. It, as you're wearing the San Diego Zoo, I am wearing the San Diego Zoo shirt. Yeah, I, I mean, wasn't I, super I impressed. The... Oh man! All right, I gotta I gotta hype him up just a little bit because you said that. The reason I'm wearing like the Rhino shirt for San Diego is because we went like there's a safari park that you guys didn't get to go to. It's just like an hour north oh. of San Diego, and they have like it's like a almost like Jurassic Park style where like you can pay a little money and like get on this safari trolley thing and it's just a big open field with like zebras and rhinos dude i get to pet a rhino and feed it apples i fed a rhino apples and like i was so hyped about this like more than any of the other kids like there were like kids and parents there i was the most hyped person because in my mind i'm like i'm petting this creature and feeding it and it's probably gonna go extinct soon (laughs) (laughs) right well you understand like the gravity of that like uh, this isn't gonna be around very long. Like, let's let's appreciate this for what it is right now. Oh, one hundred percent. So, like, I will definitely say San Diego Zoo. We got the keepers pass or whatever it was. Loved going. I know you guys went with Hannah. And then, like, going to the Safari Park. It's like just south of the casino that's up north of uh, San Diego too. So it was like a win-win. We went and gambled, lost a lot of money, and then went and pet a rhino. Well, so you you and you and Thompson should yeah, hang you out and, sometime. You and me both, brother. But. <laughs> All right, so we talked a little bit about California. There was a question or a topic that I wanted to get to last week that we didn't get to, but James, now that we got a third person, I need your opinion because I think this is going to be, maybe it's debatable, maybe it's not, but here, here's the question that I, I'm going to pose. I was scrolling through TikTok 
and I saw where Dixie D'Amelio, who's a big TikToker, was a guest star on some TV show. And I watched the clip of her acting, and she was horrible. It just, you could tell she was not an actress. She didn't really know what she was doing. And it was one of those moments where I looked at it and said, I could do better than that. How hard is it really to be a good movie actor? Now, I'm taking, I'm taking like plays out of it, like theater. I think that is extremely difficult. You have to memorize all of your lines. You get one take and it's, it's there in the moment live. I think movie acting is so much easier than theater. I don't think it's actually that hard to be a good movie actor. Thoughts. He's deep in thoughts right now. No, so like, do you want to go first, Nick, or do you want me to go? Uh, You go ahead. See, I feel bad. Again, I'm I'm hogging all this time. No, no, like I said, you're the guest, (laughs) man. You're the guest. guest. What what are your thoughts? Hit me. I'm I'm definitely gonna say it's. I think it's harder to be. I think you're right. A theater actor is way harder. Like you get your one. You don't get a second take. You're out there in front of people. If you goof up, you either got to recover fast or someone has to save you. And then, but I'm not going to say movie acting isn't hard. Have you actually, like, have you tried to, like, like fake something in front of people, like, act in front of people? I can't. Like, I try to do those things where, like, unless I'm at work and I'm doing something very serious for, like, national security type stuff, then I can, maybe can make that stuff work. But, like, if I'm, like, joking with you and I'm trying to play, like, oh, God, I just had a heart attack or some something like that, you know, jokingly... I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to hold a straight face. It's extremely hard. And I think that's where you get those big-name actors where, like, they can just turn it on. Now, I will say... At the the same time, though, that I I feel like there's a lot of people out there that could do it, like those people that are in theaters, that act act in theaters, but they just don't have the name behind them. They, They haven't had the platform to build their career yet and have the notoriety behind them. And honestly, I feel like that notoriety makes them seem like more of a big name actor, like a, a better actor than they actually are, which I think is to your point, Aaron, is kind of what you're getting at. Well, I don't even think that I truly think that there are some theater actors who don't care about movies. Like I, I almost think and I have absolutely no idea. This is just complete speculation that some theater actors might actually look down upon movies. Oh, you're a movie actor versus <laughs> versus I'm in theater I would doubt it either like I'm in I'm in the theater at the same time you're you're you there's gonna be the jealousy aspect of it right because a a person that works in in the movie industry is gonna make more than somebody that makes in the theater industry and you know what I was actually about to say that like I think that like if you're talking about the pinnacle of the art that still stays in the theater like no, the, like, the purity of it, right? Yeah, 100%. The purity and, like, the pinnacle of, like, man, that guy can act is all, still done in the theater, but the money is all in the movies, man. Like, yeah. the theater is awesome, but, like, everyone was talking about Hamilton, and it made money, but it did make as much money as Avatar. Right, right. <laughs> no, it did not make billions of dollars at the box You know what I'm saying, though? Like, do, do you think there's a thing in there It's like uh, where actors that go from theater to like the movies, like, oh, that guy sold out? Well, like, uh, well, uh, no. I mean, there are some big name actors and actresses that have gone from theater to movies. So they, they've done common. both. 
But there, I think there are some classically trained theater actors who say probably like like I said, there might be theater actors that actually look down upon movie actors. And it's like I do all of my stuff in one take. I have to know all of my lines. I have to be over the top because people in the back row can't see my facial expressions, right? So there's a little bit of a difference there. If you're in a movie and you have to cry and they have a close up on your face, like you really have to sell with your facial expressions in a movie, your emotions in theater. Not everybody can see that. So you really have to be over the top kind of with your antics, your body language more so. Yeah, But but at the same time, you, you have multiple takes, uh, given if it's you know in, in a scene where there's multiple people you might not like people are gonna get pissed at you if you keep fucking up your stuff and then you're gonna be off the movie or whatever but you have multiple takes and then um fuck i forgot what other fucking point i was gonna make but well no i, I agree know. is that you have multiple takes in yep. movie acting so again this this clip that i saw of dixie d'amelio it's like nobody literally said hey why don't you try doing this they're like oh nope Perfect. Got it. Because it is so bad. That was the other thing is like the ability to improvise. I feel like, you know, the big movie actors, you know, they probably don't have to improvise as much as the theater person where it's like, ah, should I forget that line? But I have the ability to improvise. So let me just keep going because the show has to go on like they say. So I got two things. So one, I would make the argument that we're also talking about a TikTok, a TikTok personality, you know, on a show versus like actual actors. And then the second thing I'm going to follow up with is I know what you're saying about improvising, but some of the best moments in movies are done by improvising where you have like the, Hey, I'm walking here moments or the, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio smashing the glass in Django. Like, man, some of those moments are just improvised. And those are, those are great actors though. That that's still crazy to me. That if you don't know the story behind Leo in, in the Django scene where it's Django, um, Christoph Waltz, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and um, uh, oh Samuel L. Jackson. They're all in the same room. And at one point, Leonardo's character gets so pissed off, he smashes his hand on the table. Well, in that scene, there was a glass on the table that Leonardo smashed, and it sliced his hand open. And in the movie, he actually, like, wraps his hand. Probably shouldn't have been a, a, a fucking piece of glass, right? Like, it should have been, think. like, the sugar. It should have been the sugar glass, like, they use for everything. I think he got too caught up in it, like. <laughs> but, Which is but, good. That means that you're in the moment. But yeah. that Sorry, man, that man kept acting through slicing his hand wide open and bleeding profusely. He kept in character, wrapped his hand up calmly and just kept like saying his lines. And that's what they ended up using in the movie. It that's, that's insane. So Leonardo already goes to a completely different level with his method acting. So I, I give those guys credit. And sometimes I think it's a little over the top, but my point to this whole thing is, I'm not a TikTok personality. I still think I could go be a better actor than she was, right? It, it's not. It's something where I don't think acting is as hard as what people say it is. I think you give me you give me two, three, four, ten takes. I think I'm gonna do a, a pretty good scene. Well, like I, I guess what I'm trying to say for in defense of acting, which is I never thought I'd hear myself saying those words. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I like. You you get your guys like there is it's, it's definitely an art form I will say because like I I know I couldn't do it I think we can't compare a TikTok act 
like personality because like dude i don't even have a tiktok like, i'm not a big fan i watch some of these videos and they're just money grubs like oh stay tuned till the end to watch my 15 second clip those are the worst for sure and then like you get like but like you can't beat someone like your Lin Manuels, who are like they produce Hamilton, make a big name, then move on to a movie and they do great too. Like, yeah, though that's your true acting. Like your Leonardo DiCaprios who get out there and they freaking crush it. Like those, those somebody are that, like those are like your big yeah, actors. Yeah, somebody that's truly passionate about the 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 art of it and the industry and just fully embraces everything about it. Oh, one hundred percent. Like. I'm sure everyone can think of an actor that they know makes a movie that without that one actor in that movie, it would be trash. And like, like you, like a good actor can make billions and like for people. Yeah. I mean, they, they generate an economy, right? It's any movie with Leo in it, any movie, any Avenger movie, right? They're making billion dollars at the the billions of dollars at the box office worldwide, and they are they are supporting a lot of different businesses through their their craft. So it, I do want to add on to the the end of that, uh, somewhat related to exactly what we were just talking about. Tom Cruise had that big blow up like a little bit ago because of people not COVID. following the COVID like. Uh, uh, you know, the standards or whatever that they put on the set. And they said, you know, we are creating jobs and, and, and income for families and everything. That's something you don't think about in the, the movie and the, the acting industry is that is a, a, you know, an industry itself that people rely on that income, which is crazy. Yeah. It's more than just the actors, but it's, it's not just fun and games and movies. Exactly. But boys, it's that time of the night. And Nick, what time of the night is it? It is last call, baby. Last call. This is the last call for alcohol this evening. Drink up, drink up, drink up, and order again. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is the last call on the last call podcast, where every week we do a little bit something different. This week, since we have a guest on, guess what, James? We're going to play... We're actually going to play two games. We're going to play random questions for James. Let's go. And Nick, you have a game that you want to play with James as well. Correct. Uh, we're going to. Well, I. Yeah. Did I, did I, did I, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you looked yeah, a little I, caught absolutely. off guard when I threw it to you. So I just want to make sure you understand what game you wanted to play. Well, I wanted to play both of them, but you know. Well, we are going to play both, but the second okay, game the is. Second, well, the second one is trivia questions for James. Let's go. I'm so, excited. <laughs> so, so we are gonna... your 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 sobriety is is somewhat there still. So you be like I had been dieting trying to catch up for this bet that me and Thompson has going uh, between me him and other Nick, <laughs> and this is really like this is hitting harder than I thought it was gonna. <laughs> All I'm saying is to see, you see, this I... is hard to do, and I, I I'm always interested to see how the guests actually act when they're when they're on. Man, if so, you would have caught me like a, about a, two weeks ago where I was drinking like a six pack a day, I'd been fine. But now we're getting to freaking the the eleventh hour, and I got to catch up to Thompson's order to pay him some money for losing weight. Hey, I'm about four pounds away from you owing me a hundred bucks. So I'm gonna owe you a hundred bucks. It's kind of where I'm at. But James, are you ready for random questions for James? Oh, I'm here for it. <clears throat> All right. First question: 
What is your favorite type of sandwich? Ooh, roast beef and provolone. I do. I like a Very good roast beef sandwich. I do. I really actually like roast beef. So good choice. I, I'm going to give you a good choice on that one. All right. If you were a type of cheese, what type of cheese would you be? Pepper Jack. Ooh, That's spicy. A great That's a, a little good answer. spicy, a little calm. I like it. Okay. If you were a prostitute, how much would you charge for your services? Ooh, nah, I'm a I'm a fancy hoe. About eight fifty. About eight fifty. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, not eight dollars and fifty cents though. Eight hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I thought that's what you meant, but I, I'm glad for the clarification. Um, how much sawdust do you think you could put inside of a Rice Krispie treat before people would start to notice? I don't think people have noticed yet. <laughs> Are you saying that so, you could make an entire Rice Krispie treat out of sawdust and nobody would know? Aren't they? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So hot take. Uh, Rice Krispie treats made out of sawdust. A little bit of sugar on top. You're good to go. There we go. On an average day, how many penguins do you think you could reasonably carry? Three. 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 Yeah, like I feel like I could, I could carry three penguins. Yeah, I'm saying. Well, okay, hold on. Deep, but we didn't know. specify the type of what penguin. type of penguin. Yeah, that yeah, matters. We didn't space. I, in general, I truly believe. I don't know from personal experience, but I think penguins are dense little fucks. I I truly think I could probably only get one. I, well, I think the, that penguin weighs a lot more. It, it depends. Just out of water, because it's gonna have a lot of more water in its well, feathers. Well, wait, though. Well, so. It also depends on the type. Grade? <laughs> Like they the the water just slides right off them. That's how they glide there's through the water. That's like their whole thing, Nick. But there's still <laughs> gonna be a little bit of water. There's micro. They don't get waterlogged like a baseball that you left out in the backyard. But are we talking water. about like the, the big penguins or like I'm thinking like so like the Atlanta Aquarium has like these little bitty penguins. And in my mind, I'm just like, I can wrap my arm around three of those guys at once, yeah. Yeah, if you're talking about, like, the little, I, I, I don't know what type of penguin they are, but the real little short guys, they're probably lighter. But if you're, like, a, what are you talking king? about an emperor, an yes. emperor penguin. Yes, yeah. an emperor penguin. Yeah, I, that motherfucker is probably dense. I truly think that that All guy right, weighs. All right, so I'll say one emperor penguin and three of those little guys. That's why I'm at. <laughs> I'm imagining hugging a penguin right now, and it's really exciting. Did you know penguins have knees? I did actually. They have kneecaps too. They have kneecaps. If you look at an uh, a, uh, X-ray of a penguin, they actually have knees underneath all that blubber. You guys do some weird things in your free time. That one was courtesy I... of my little brother. That's where I learned that one. I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> weird things you find on Facebook. Yeah, no uh, kidding. That infinite scroll, though. Oh, it'll get you. All right. Uh, where do you want to be one hour from now? Well, probably downstairs playing Xbox or on my laptop playing a like strategy game or something. If you guys want to get on Xbox after this, though, I'm down. I'm pretty drunk though, so just know that. <laughs> oh, I'm in. We are, we are I, too. I'm in. We're right there with you. <laughs> well, I could play some putt-putt with pals. Ooh, oh, I could putt-putt with pals so hard See? right now. Hey, See? Everybody See? out there, hyped, James knows it. Putt-putt with up. pals. Golf with your friends for those tech technical people. Uh, great game. Uh, we hyped this game up. And someone text so the group. Good. Get get pump up out with pals going after this. <laughs> James, if you had a third ear, where would you put it? The third ear? 
If you had a third ear, where would you put it? Back of my head. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. If kind I of, just feel like that symmetrical surround ish, sound. You know, it, it, it makes semi sense, I guess. I like it. It, it. It's almost like surround sound. Then you kind of know what direction things are coming from. I like it. Okay. I'll, I'll take that answer. Thompson, right. you realize you have like built-in surround sound. Humans do. Yeah. No. But I get it. it'd be three D surround sound. Come on, man. Okay. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So if you were the superhero Superman, what would your specific kryptonite be? So the reason, okay, hold on. The reason I said if you were the superhero. Microtransactions. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I said if you were the superhero Superman, it's because James's nickname on various platforms is Superman. So if you were actually the superhero of Superman, what would your specific kryptonite be? When Hannah make like makes those sad eyes at me, like I'm not gonna lie, I can go through my day like I've been on deployments, I've been to foreign countries, I've I've done all this stuff, and like I can go through my day as a hard ass if I need to, but then I come home and I get in, like Hannah does something like weird, and I'm like Hannah, why'd you do this? She can make sad eyes at me. I'm like I'm done, I can't do this anymore. So Hannah's sad eyes kicks my butt every time. Or my dad's disappointed dad. Add those both to the list. That's it. Like. When your dad's not mad at you, he's just disappointed. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would never. I've never disappointed my father. Yeah. Uh, mine would be saturated fats, probably. <laughs> I uh, I'll, okay. Add that to the list too. <laughs> Speaking of saturated fats, um, is the United States banning trans fats transphobic? I'm sorry. I'm going to go with no. (laughs) (laughs) That that was a fantastic question. All right. Last last question before we get to trivia. Are you the boy in that one video that says, can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? No, it's not me, (laughs) but I wish it was. (laughs) You you have the right accent. So, all right, Nick, take it away for your (laughs) trivia. All right, James, are you ready for a trivia with James? Oh, I'm ready. All right. For every answer that you get wrong, uh, you have to drink. For every answer that you get right, I'm going to drink with you. Let's go. Uh, well, not with you because you you get what I'm saying. I'm going to drink either right. way. It's fine. Yeah, we're, we're, we're having fun here. All right. First question. Uh, which U.S. state gets the least precipitation in a year? Tough. We're starting off tough here. Kansas. Kansas. Very tough. No. What is it? Uh, it is Nevada. Oh, I should have known that, man. I feel dumb. Okay. I, I'm surprised I'll drink you did like Arizona yeah. or something like that. That's what we were. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> I, I'll, I'll be surprised if you get this one. Um, on the bottom of every wine bottle, there is an indentation called a punt. What is that there for? The bubbles. The bubbles. That is a good answer, actually. So, uh, for people who are like beer drinkers or uh, drink Coke, at the bottom of a uh, glass, you'll see like, typically, typically, um, you'll see like a, an etching or something like that. And that's what actually bubbles, like the carbon dioxide like generates and you generate the bubbles, whatever, something like that. But that was a random ass like tangent. Sorry. 
but the indentation at the bottom of it is actually for a server to put their thumb in when they serve wine. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. 100% I said bubbles because, like, I was like, I know the bottom of most beer glasses are done for the, like, carbonation when you open it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. so, so that was my logic. I'm like, and there's no carbonation in wine, but that's what I know, so I'm going nope, with it. But that, that was a fucking, that was better than I would have got. I mean, yeah. All right. Anyway, next question. Uh, which state reached statehood first? A, New Jersey. B, Massachusetts. C, Delaware. Or D, Pennsylvania. Delaware. Delaware is the first state. Delaware was the first. That is correct. Amazing. Delaware, first state, uh, December 7th, 1787. Which is weird because who decided that? I mean, no one else was a state. Delaware is a bold state. They said, fuck it. We're a state. We're the state now. (laughs) The state. We are the state. Uh, Next question. Uh, Which company produces the most tires per year? Mm. Crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. This is is big here. James, I'm going to help you out. This is a trick question. Everybody uses I feel like it is. It's a trick question. They, They get a lot more fun from here. Oh, except for one. I'm here for it. We Keep get, running it. I, I know who I'm going to say after this. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? I'm going to say Goodyear right off the bat. It's Lego. Lego makes the most tires? Le- Lego makes the most tires per year. Are you talking about for like Lego? Their tires are also like... Get the hell out of here. Yeah, I'm, yeah, little, I'm upset by that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Nick, if we were in the same room, we'd be arguing right now just straight up. <laughs> <laughs> but Lego does produce the most tires per but who, year. I but okay, real <clears throat> tires though it's got to be Goodyear, I, right? I, it, I didn't do that research, so I would, we'll uh, have to get a fact check. I would Someone almost go Google with it. Michelin. Maybe uh, you know I don't I'm, know. I'm going to well, Google it real well, quick while you're asking me the next question. We'll have the fact check intern get on us. Um, <laughs> James, you are a smart. Man, you uh, went to college, and I feel like you, I, I think you'll know this. What is the speed of sound? Is it A, 412 meters per second, uh, B, 377 meters per second, C, 343 meters per second, or D, 427 meters per second? 343 meters a second. Beautiful. Perfect. I, I started out as a pilot, by the way. That's what I, I, I figured that's why you would know it. So, I would have guessed 412, and I'm an engineer. Okay. Well, you didn't pay attention in physics in high school. Do you know what the speed of light is? Oh. I did at one uh, point. It, it, Once it, upon a time. Three times 10 to the eighth uh, meters per second. I knew there was an eight in there somewhere. So, oh. anyway. <laughs> All right, James, here's, here's the fun ones that I think you'll enjoy more. Yep. All right. Uh, next question. What is the best selling video game of all time? Is it A, Grand Theft Auto 5, B, Minecraft, C, Pokemon Red, Yellow, and Blue, the combination of them, or D, Tetris? I'm going to go to Minecraft. It is indeed Minecraft B at 200 million copies sold. Well, that's the reason Very... people still play it. Yeah. And cross multi-platforms, and it's been around since 2011. So oh, yeah. And I'm going to be honest, though, like, Grand Theft Auto Five holds up strong even today, though, and it came out, like, in 2015, so. Yeah, dude, it's been around for fucking ever. So, uh, uh, 
Rockstar, if you want to come out with six any day now. That'd, that'd be, be nice. Awesome. We'll, t- we'll fucking take it. They're definitely milking the shit out of that. All right, next question. Uh, what is the highest-selling video game console to date? Is it A, PlayStation 2, B, Wii, uh, C, Xbox 360, or D, Nintendo DS? Oh, man. It's got to be the PS2. Dude, I'm, I'm I'm drinking a lot here. All right, uh, Bro, the answer James. is indeed A, PlayStation Two at 155 million units, closely followed behind by Nintendo DS at 154.02 million units. James, I don't want to say that I was questioning your intelligence or your trivia knowledge, but I definitely didn't think you were going to get this many right. So I I'm actually very impressed. I mean, thoroughly impressed. Straight up, I would have gotten. None, none of these, right? <laughs> so I'm a decent bar trivia partner, by the way. I I can tell. We'll have to invite you if you if you come to Indiana anytime soon. All right, next question. Uh, where we at? Uh, what year was Nintendo founded? The company, A, 1957, B, 1889, C, 1907, or D, 1962. All right, I'm gonna. I'm just going to be honest. I'm a little messed up right now. Could you repeat those? <laughs> that, that is perfectly fine. I also yes! struggle speaking. Uh, that would be A, 1957, B, 1889, C, 1907, or D, 1962? 1907, but either way, they started off as a trading car company. Okay, I'm... You got like half you of got, it right. You, you got, got the, the question you, part right. So you got the sub fact right, but you didn't get the year right. I wrote right. this down. I can, this, this is me. So the answer is B, eighteen eighty nine, and my ah, that was my ah. I'm thoroughly impressed right now. Okay, and and like you said, the the uh, the original product was selling a, a tra- uh not trading cards, uh, but playing cards. Yeah, and that is amazing. I'm. I, I will give you that answer. I will actually drink two drinks for you. Uh, next question. A popular game, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, was released by Konami uh, for the NES in 1989. Can you name all of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Michelangelo, Raphael, Donatello, Leonardo, oh my god! Can you get the colors that are associated with them as well? All right, you ready? Michelangelo is orange, Raphael is red, Leonardo is blue, Donatello is purple. Beautiful, hundred nice. percent. And finally, last question: What food item was Pac-Man modeled after? It's got to be a pizza. That's got to be pizza. Boom, boom, boom! Nailed it, dude. That was <laughs> actually extremely <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Congratulations, I, I, James! I think you missed like I don't know one or two. You did a hell of a lot better at trivia than Nick does. Yeah, that sucks. Man, I am. I'm not gonna lie to you, fellas. I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm proud of myself because, like, I'm sitting here like, man. You gotta act classy till you get off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> James, anything else that you wanna say before we sign off here? Hey guys, happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. My biggest fear at this moment, and the reason I was nervous to start with, is I'm gonna try to listen to this podcast while I'm working later. 
and I'm gonna hear my own voice and just cringe <laughs> so hard for the next hour. So, hey, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Would love to do it again. We'll keep sending money if that's what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, hey, we really appreciate you being on. We've had a lot of fun. Nick, you have fun? I, I had a blast. This was great. James, again, hey, thanks for being here, man. I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point. And from all of us at the Last Call podcast, we hope you have a great fucking Friday. Closing time, this room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters.